Good afternoon. Hello, everybody. Good to see you. Welcome. Welcome. Come on in. Come on in. Settle down. Settle down. It is our usual Tuesday afternoon. I apologize for my tardiness a little bit, but I was getting a little something, something ready for today. Just the spice things up on the JB font channel today. So I just wanted to say hello to every single one of you for joining me on this Tuesday, February 14th, 2023. Happy Valentine's Day to every single one of you. It is so good to see you here with me today. The JB Font Channel is available on all major podcast platforms like Anchor, Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. So go ahead and subscribe to me there. I'm also part of the Revolutionary Blackout Network, so you can catch me on the JB Show on Sundays at 1, on Tuesdays at 4 on the R&B Live, RBN Live, (laughs) and in the Savvy and JB Show on Thursdays at 6. Now, thank you to everyone who is a patron on Patreon, Coffee, or who's also a member. Thank you so much. To all of you, for without you guys, I would not have a channel. And so thanks to everyone who is on this list and any newcomers that may end up on the list as well. Thank you so very much for that from the top and bottom of my heart because everybody knows that a brother is broke. But with that out the way, I want to say hello to everybody in the comments, in the chat. Oh. And by the way, if you have not signed up for my newsletter, go to my Substack, and you guys will get notifications for all of my live streams and my clips as well, because you guys know that it's not very reliable on the algorithm. So it's best to get it straight from the horse's mouth. <laughs> okay, that was stupid. Why the hell did I just make that sound? Oh, gosh, JB. What hell, people? Look, watch all the people who are viewing drop to a, to zero. You wouldn't do that, would you? Nah, of course you wouldn't. Anyway, so good to say hello to everybody that's in the chat. Starting off with Extra Boya saying, hey, JB. Hey, good to see you. Uncle Warren's in the chat. We have Bryce coming in saying, what up, JB? What up, Bryce? You got AG here in the chat. Saying hello, everyone. Give AG a thumbs up. He's giving thumbs up to all. Wadi is in the chat saying, hey, everybody. Good to see you. Little says, you can't daunt the font. No, you can't. Don't daunt me. <laughs> Unless you want to. <laughs> Let me stop. Serena Sawyer says, greetings, comrades. All right. Good to see you. Give him the boot, says JB, JB, JB. Give me the boot, give me the boot, give me the boot. Good to see you. Robin Ryan's in the chat says, got another hour of morning on the left coast. Fine, sir. That is right. Good to see you as well. Just checking to see on the rock. Anybody in yet? Not as of yet, but we will get there. All right. Now. Oh, hey, Anthony. Good to see you. Good to see you as well. Now. Today's Valentine's Day, and I was just like, you know, let me do a sell something, something different. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe got a little something, something, you know, because this is happy hour somewhere. So, you know, I don't know. 
Not that bad. Hmm. Okay. And so JB gets a little happy during this hour. Y'all know why. But I do plan on covering the story. But I'm also going to be vibing with y'all, too. Because last week I did a lot. Look. I did a lot last week. Okay. I did... Let me see. I did three JB shows. Then I did my show, my show on uh, on RBN. Then I did RBN Live. Then I did the Sappy and JB show. Then I put out clips last week. So I did a lot. I did a lot more than I usually do. And I look between that and kidney dialysis, baby. I'm tired. Of, of, your boy is tired. Now the normal person or the person, more able-bodied person, will be able to get through that week like no problem. But for somebody like me who has to deal with the chronic illness, I can't do it all the time. Damn, this is good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's... Mm. <laughs> that's, what you wanna, that's what you wanna call it. Um, it's Arbor Miss Marlowe Blackberry. So it's the cheap stuff, right? But sometimes the cheap stuff actually tastes pretty good, right? But yeah, we've had this for quite a while, but yeah, it's not, it's not that bad. But yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, look, it's cheap. You know, you know, it's cheap when you got the twist cap. You know what I'm saying? It ain't even bulged up on the bottom. Mm -mm. I ain't stunting nobody. But it tastes pretty good. And I don't usually like wine. Mm. Anyways. So. I have a couple stories to talk about. Well, I have one story to talk about. And... Oh, Dan, if they're <laughs> watch out for a bad hangover, that kind of one. I don't plan on getting drunk. I just plan on getting a little happy. That's it. That's all. I don't know. Plus, I got RBN Live after this. You know, what am I going to look like coming on RBN Live drunk? No, 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 I can't do that. I can't do that. Not my style. But a little bit happy? There. That's what we can do. So, the story that I'm covering today, because I'm just doing one story, and I'm a vibe with y'all, is an interesting one. Of course, the title is Potential. Oh, let me take that down. Sorry. Hang on. So you guys can see the full title. I say Potential Nurses Got Screwed, and I have the state of Florida in there, too. What do I mean by potential nurses got screwed? I didn't say nurses. I said potential nurses. This story came out a few weeks ago. And I wanted to cover this on our, on um, on my channel. But the only problem was that I had so many guests lined up. And my interviews with guests typically take between 60 to 90 minutes. And I try to never go beyond two hours on my channel when it comes to having my shows. 
So I kept putting this off and putting this off. But some of you may know this story because it was actually put out in USA Today. And it was talked about, but I didn't hear that much outcry about it. But let's get to the story. Okay, shall we? So this story, let's close that out. It's out of USA Today. It says Florida nurses school, I'm sorry, Florida nursing schools sold 7,600 fake diplomas worth more than $100 million, feds say. This came out at the end of January. So two weeks ago. It starts off with 3 million nursing school students. I'm not sure. 3 million nursing schools sold thousands of fake nursing diplomas with millions in a scheme that allowed nurse aspiring nurses to bypass required training to become licensed in the profession. Federal prosecutors, federal prosecutors alleged Thursday. I don't know why I can't talk today. Siena College, Palm Beach School of Nursing, and Sacred Heart International Institute, all based in South Florida, combined to distribute more than 7,600 fraudulent diplomas worth over $100 million or roughly $15,000 per diploma, federal prosecutors said. All schools are now defunct. And so says the Department of Justice is prosecuting participants in the alleged scheme and five separate cases. Defendants in each case face wire fraud related charges. Wire fraud is charged when a defendant it uses interstate and electronic communications to commit a fraud and to further the scheme according to federal law. The alleged scheme says to the OIG, the scheme general worked in three parts. Recruiters help aspiring nurses obtain fake degrees and transcripts. Fraudulent degrees qualified recipients to take the National Nursing Board exam. After passing the exam, they became eligible to become licensed in several states, where they eventually found jobs as licensed nurses. And so this goes over the the Siena College, Palm Beach School of Nursing, and Sacred Heart International Institute about what the details of their fraud. And I'm going to share this in the chat. And so a lot of people may be shocked in Florida and surprised, and maybe even in other states, that their nurses might not be nurses. Well, in the fully legal sense, that is. This is kind of alarming. Not kind of. It is alarming. Because you have a lot of people who are in the nursing profession who th who think they're fully licensed nurses, fully qualified and certified nurses, and they're not because they basically got run amok, bamboozled by these schools. It's really sad. 
The nurses were defrauded. A lot of these nurses have no idea. And that's the problem. They don't know. And they have no idea. And you're walking around thinking that there are licensed certified nurses, RNs, and nurse practitioners. And they're not. They're not fully trained. And so this is a very serious thing in regards to our healthcare. And there are two victims in this case. There are the patients and the nurses that are victims in this case. And so as somebody that sees nurses every other day, if the nurses that I have that have gotten educated by these institutions, then now I'm questioning their propensity to be a nurse. I'm, I'm questioning their, their certification. That's what I'm questioning. And so now, what are they to do? What are they to do? They have no recompense, no, no, you know, they they have to go back to school. Is that what it is? They have to pay all this money again? They have to pay for testing again? That's a question that a lot of them probably have, and it's it's just sad. Well, this was also covered as a video in the news. And it actually goes, uh, it's going to go into a little bit more detail. I just feel bad for the nurses and the, and the, and the patients that have to deal with this. Let's go. King allegations, a hundred million dollar scheme selling thousands of nursing diplomas now called fake by federal prosecutors. Well, healthcare professionals play an important role in our public health system. We therefore expect or healthcare professionals to be who they claim they are. More than two dozen people, a group of school administrators and recruiters have been accused in a wire fraud operation to sell phony nursing degrees, creating what prosecutors describe as a shortcut around educational requirements set by the state nursing boards. They prepared and sold fake nursing school diplomas and transcripts to nursing candidates knowing that the candidates would use those false documents to one sit for nursing board examinations the investigation known as operation nightingale feds issued warrants in five states and say that three schools were involved all in florida sacred heart institute siena college of health and palm beach school of nursing all three institutions have since shut down so efforts to reach them were unsuccessful. But federal investigators allege between 2016 and 2021, more than 7,600 students obtained fake degrees, paying out about $15,000 each for a total of $114 million. These allegedly fraudulent documents may have allowed nurses to serve in critical healthcare roles. More disturbing, authorities estimate about a third of the people that received fake diplomas, or nearly 2,300 people, are actually practicing nursing right now. We have not learned of nor uncovered any evidence of patient harm 
stemming from these individuals potentially providing services to patients. The DOJ says this isn't just about the training of those nurses involved, but the public's potential loss of trust in the healthcare industry. When we take an injured son or daughter to a hospital emergency room, we don't expect, really cannot imagine, that the licensed practical nurse or registered nurse treating or child took a shortcut around educational and licensing requirements. And Stephen Romo joins us now. Stephen, this is shocking and scary for a lot of people to think about this. Do we know what happens now to these nurses who, who got these uh, these fake diplomas yeah. and are working right now? Yeah, that's the scary thing that they're working right now. The last things people want to think about is, is this nurse actually, do they have a degree? Well, the FBI says that the list of those people, some 2,300 of them has been given to each state's boards, and it's up to them to decide what action to take against these nurses. Now, we reached out to the National Council of State Boards of Nursing, and they say that could include losing their licenses. But as for charges that are already announced, those are focused on people who are allegedly running those schools and handing out those fake degrees, Aaron. Thanks for watching our you. Oh, man. Wow. You know, it's interesting. You know, one of the things that I've, as a dialysis patient, is I, and I've heard nurses say this you know quite a few times before is you know if i do the wrong thing i can lose my license and that's part of their livelihood you know and the fact is that if they lose their license that they can't be a nurse anymore and with that license also comes a demand for a higher wage and it also comes to demand for being able to do more within the medical field but if you don't have that license then you're you're done but you paid these thousands of dollars just to go to school and then you realize you were screwed by the school. And then on top of it, there may be some crucial training that they didn't get that might be necessary that's certified by the state boards. And they don't have that training. So when push comes to shove, when they actually need that training and need that, need to have that in an emergency situation or in a dire situation, then what? They don't have it. It's just sad because the thing is that you have people who are literally, according to our society, has done the right thing and try to get schooling so they can go into a worthwhile field and yet they get screwed once again because of greedy people and you guys all know that i'm going to blame capitalism on this you you, you already know it's coming you know it's coming why because 
in my opinion, and the opinion of many of you, why in the hell do people have to pay to go to school for nursing in the first place? If nursing school was done for free, paid at the, you know, free at the point of service, what I really mean, then they all would have just went to state accredited schools, got their nursing degree, and would have been off to the races. And sometimes some students would have to look for cheaper options in order to get the schooling that they need in order to become a nurse. But the problem is, is that they have to shop around because of the price. Well, if the price is not an option, you're all going to go to the best school. So you're going to go to the one that is probably provided by the state, whether, you know, here in Florida, whether it's, you know, you go schooling through UCF or you go through, um, you know, Florida State University or any other state college. Why go through any other school besides that? You can get your accreditation and all that in all one-stop shop. And you don't have to worry about it not being valid because you got it literally by state schools. But the problem is, is the profit motive. It's always the problem. It's always the profit motive. So our, our nurses or potential nurses get screwed because of the profit motive. Our patients get screwed because of the profit motive. And these yahoos make out like bandits. Over $100 million worth. This isn't just a story about schools being fraudulent. This is a story about why we should have tuition-free training when it comes, and, and people look at me weird when I say this, but we should have tuition-free training for people who want to be lawyers, who want to be nurses, who want to be doctors, who want to be teachers. For a lot of these fields, basically all of them, I think you should be able to get your PhD without having to pay for it. Why? Education is a right. Now, do I think that the people who teach them should not get paid anything? No, right? They should get paid well, a thriving wage, and they teach because they love it. So number one, you compensate them for doing something that they love to do, and you compensate them well. And then guess what? It's paid for collectively. So then we won't have to worry about stuff like this. That's what it is. It's not just greed. Look, and people look at me crazy when I, when I say this, but greed is exacerbated by capitalism. It just is. It's a system that allows people to be greedy. In fact, in order to succeed in capitalism, you have to be greedy. You have to be. You have to cut costs, right? 
people say it's more efficient, but really it's to cut costs, right? Because not everything that's efficient means cutting costs. You can say, for instance, the most efficient thing for our country have done was to enact the, I forgot the first word, but the Production Act, right? The Production Act for us to manufacture thousands of masks, right? Or thousands of machines that are used in the medical field. So in case we have a pandemic, then we'll have them in storage, maybe cold storage, that is not, it's not profitable, but it's logical and the right thing to do so that when things do like this do happen, then we have a stock to pull from in order to use for the people so that they, that is the most logical thing to do. But is it the most profitable? No. Sometimes the most logical thing to do is not profitable. And so a lot of times these companies, these corporations, sometimes these schools will do unprofitable, I'm sorry, they will do illogical things in order to make profit. Let me ask you, how many of y'all have had your phone for longer than two years? How many of you? Why do you have to go constantly replace your phone? Why, why is this constantly needed to be replaced? Building it more better, more stronger, more efficiently? would mean that we would not need to replace them that much. In fact, in fact, the more logical thing to do would be to make these modular so we can replace pieces. And we probably would be able to keep these for a good 20, 25 years. But it's not profitable. That's the problem. Full certification for these teachers is not profitable. So unfortunately, because of the way our system works, they will not do what's the most logical and ethical means in order to make it profitable. In order, in order to help the people, they want to make it and a means that's more profitable. AG, very good point, says, but in the long run, a better educated population will make better make a better country. That's kind of a profit, but that's not instant profit. Ruling class is like the mob. They want COD. In the boot says, another issue 
is that some electronics parts get discontinued, then replaced, and compatibility issues. Yeah. Water you says, I use tech until it's either unrepairable or dead, but it's getting harder to do so nowadays using glue instead of screws, etc. Apple admitted they can boost or lower battery life. That's true. And so when it comes to these, the profit motive within these corporations, these schools, it's not really for teaching. It's just for making profit. Remember, um, I'm not sure if if they had it in your state, but there were some schools that would advertise on TV. And the advertisement would be like, oh, I, you know, I was sitting on my butt on the couch and not making something of my life. Then I went to this school and made something of myself. You can do the same thing too. Get off your behind, blah, blah, blah. Go and sign up for this school. Yeah, remember that? Remember those commercials? Those were what we call for-profit schools. They really didn't care about you truly actually learning and getting it. They just wanted to make the profit. It was profitability that, that mattered. And that's the that's the part that saddens me. Seven thousand six hundred fake diplomas, seventy six hundred. That's seventy six hundred nurses or potential nurses that find out that they're not technically nurses. Seventy six hundred, and over twenty five of them are actually working in the field right now. And who's to say they're all in Florida? They could be in other states. They could be, they could be on Ohio. They could be in Montana. They could be in New Jersey. They could be in California. They could be in New Mexico. They could be in South Carolina. They could be anywhere. It could be spread throughout. under false pretenses that they actually are certified nurses. And that's the sad part. Given the boot says, my entire career depends on my degree. If mine was found to be fake due to lies from the school, I would lose everything. That is awful for the nurses and patients. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is awful the fact that they are under this pretense that they actually are certified, fully trained nurses. Some of them are nurse practitioners. What if they write the wrong prescription? That can kill somebody. Nurse practitioners can write prescriptions. 
What if they are not truly nurse practitioners? Not certified yet. What if there's something that they missed? Yeah, yes, Adams. Yeah, this is crazy. What if you're having a baby and the nurse that comes in is not actually certified? What if you're at a pediatric hospital or at a doctor's office? The nurse isn't fully satisfied, certified. What if? This is why we need to change the system. Noah says, I probably owe University of Phoenix thousands just because I got scammed trying to better myself. Yeah. There was a, there was a college that used to advertise here in Central Florida all the time multiple times during the day. Um, I forgot the name of it. I remember some of the commercials word for word. That's how often they played the commercials. You know, I remember this one young woman saying, I had excuses. I had reasons. I had a child young. You are your biggest worries. If you can't get up and get it and go out and get it for yourself, why and get an education for yourself? And she said all this stuff. You know, she said, I had excuses. I had reasons. I had a child young. She said, You are your biggest worry. I remember some of the words from the commercials. It's crazy. That's how often the commercials played. And now, you know, see the advertising for the commercials anymore because people found out that they were just BSing you in order to get money. Red Drove Rising says in Germany they can't do that, not even fully qualified ones. Oh, nurse practitioners can't write res prescriptions? Is that what you mean? That's interesting. So yeah, unfortunately, it's just, it's a sad state of affairs that we live in in this country. That people who live in this country can't even get the full certification to help people. And if that makes you angry, it should. It should very well make you angry because people should not have to go through this at all. There are some people at my dialysis center that are studying to be nurses right now. And part of me wants to be like, so where, where are you going to school to get your certification? 
but thankfully I'm not in South Florida. I'm, you know, in Central Florida, but in South Florida, I would be more, I would be more pushed to ask that question. Dana says, is it Dana or Donna? Have I been saying your name wrong this entire time? If I have, I'm sorry. But it says for-profit colleges often advertise in the middle of the night when people are awake worrying about paying their bills. So corrupt. I've seen it a lot in the middle of the day. I've seen it 10, 11, 12, 1 o'clock during the time where some people may be home who aren't working. Yeah. I've seen that a lot. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. Yes, Red Dove Rising. Anyone going to a doctor or hospital should feel safe. That is not a controversial statement. That's that's a no-brainer statement. And the fact that some people may now feel unsafe because it is news. I wouldn't feel unsafe if I was in Cuba because they don't have to pay for their certification. They could all get certified. And they have some of the best health outcomes in the world in their, state, in their country. So I'd be more than happy to get medical treatment there. But in the richest country in the history of the world, I can't feel that same way. On top of the fact that we don't have universal health care. And if it was my preference, health care would be fully nationalized. So this is one of the big news that I want to share from this is one of the big news that I want to share from my state. Um I'm sort of copying from Savvy Sabs. Good to see you, Sabs. But I'm copying from her because I know she covers a lot of things out of her state. There's a lot of news that comes out of Florida. And there's a lot of crazy news that comes out of Florida. And so that's why I'm talking about it too. Let me go to Rockfin. The rock, the rock, the rock is on fire. Roger says, ah, JB, you got that mask thing from Professor Wolf Economic Update. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I did. Roger. Big brother Roger says, I caught that episode too. You ain't slick. I see you, bro. I see you. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. Amplify. <laughs> Thanks, Roger. I will say this about technical schools. Not all of them were bad. Yeah, they wanted to make money. But I went to one that taught me everything I know about IT, which is what I did in the previous life, perfect for those with no patience for college. And yeah, I'm not talking about a technical school. I'm talking about the for-profit universities 
right, that always advertise. I went to a technical school. I went to a state technical school, right? It's called, it was called, it was still called Mid-Florida Tech, right? And it's part of the Florida Technical Education Centers. So you have Mid-Florida Tech, you have Winter Park Tech, and you have Orlando Tech. So Mid-Florida Tech was in Orange County. Orlando Tech is in the downtown city of Orlando. And then Winter Park Tech is in the township of Winter Park. And so if I wanted to, say, get an education in Mid-Florida Tech to be a EMT and paramedic, I could go there, get my certification. Hell, I knew the instructor. I knew the instructor because you know, we were in the same religious organization together. And so she was literally teaching as a nurse, as an instructor, paramedics. So because of that, you know, you, you had auto tech. I took commercial foods and culinary arts, right? You had digital publishing, you had graphic arts, you have all, you know, different trades that you can learn within that schooling. And I'll say this, if you can, you know, do your due diligence, make sure you research your schools. If you can go to a state credit school to get your education, go there to get your education and certification. I went to a state technical school. By the way, I went while I was still in high school. So for me, it was free. I didn't pay for culinary school. I did. I got all that free, baby. Because I knew because of my mother having her student loans garnished from her income tax check that she was still paying for school that for a certification that or for an education that she was no longer using. And it's way lower than it is now. So I didn't want to get into student debt. So this is why I never went to college. I went and got culinary arts education. And so from that, I went out into the industry. And I was in the industry for six years until I got sick. So yes, the thing is, is that when it comes to technical schools, especially state technical schools, absolutely. If you can go, then go. Number one, they're cheaper than colleges and universities. Number two, you can learn a trade, which a lot of trades are paying pretty decent now compared to their college and university counterparts. I mean, if, you, if you're decent with your hands and you can do welding, shoot, go. Go ahead. Go to a welding class and start learning how to weld. They had plumbing there when I was in school. They had auto body, auto tech. So if you can, then go. But one of the things I learned is that the ones that advertise all the time, day in, day out, every single minute of the day, be very careful. Very careful. Because those typically are out to make money. The ones that don't advertise as much, they may advertise once in a while. Yeah, they're 
they might be good. Still do your do, do, due diligence and research them to make sure that they are actually who they say they are. But I, I agree with you, Roger. You know, um, the technical educations, those are those are pretty good. Those are pretty based. I still have my my, cert my certifications and I graduated 20 years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. Let me go to the chat really quick. Uh, AG says, oh, I played here in Michigan, too. Like, are you on the couch right now? Well, you could be. Like, somewhere else. I'm going to watch TV. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Hey, Desert Mantis. Good to see you. All right. Dana says, for-profit college is often advertised in the middle of the night. Oh, okay. I, I read that already. Just making sure I get it. Yeah, definitely during daytime TV. You know, you'd be sitting there watching the prices, right? You're probably sick. You know, eating some Lipton soup <laughs> with some Lipton tea. Got your got 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 your uh, packs of honey from from Popeyes that you never threw away because you ain't, you can't afford no honey. And then you got you know a lemon half cut. And then you're watching, and then Bob Barker says, we'll be right back. Next thing you know, this dude comes on the screen telling you that you're not making something of yourself if you're sitting on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're making you feel like you're worthless because you're not producing. Yeah. Colin says early day and late night are the cheapest ad slots. Yeah. Red Dove Rising says it's certainly a no-brainer, but even in Europe, the trust is eroding. Same boat, guys. Yeah. Um, I actually talked about this, how the, the rate of uh, inflation is higher in Europe, and especially in Germany, than it is here in the United States. So yeah, it's higher. Damn, I'm going through this. Oh well, Mama will live. She won't even notice it's gone. But anyways, so yeah, it's just that's how bad it is in in places like Europe. Bryce says capitalism is destroying everything. It sucks to see it. Some people are still denying it. Yeah, the the problem is that the people who may be denying it are some of the people who are the most brainwashed. I don't say I, I try not to say the word propaganda anymore because thing is propaganda is kind of a neutral term. Because you can use propaganda in a good way, you can use propaganda in a bad way. So I try to say it, it, it's typically in a neutral term. It's a neutral term, so I tend not to say it. I say brainwashing because that's what's going on. And a lot of the workers, yes, the workers are being brainwashed into thinking that they are temporarily embarrassed millionaires. And so 
All they got to do is work harder in order to get to that status. When in reality, the system will not allow you to get to that status because it only limits how many people can actually reach that status. And in that limiting is where is where the paradise or the paradisaic draw is, is that you're a member of a small, tiny elite. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that small, tiny elite are making all this money and all this money is pulled upward. So then if I have to share a cake with 16 people, that means the slices are going to be slivers. But if I only have to share a cake with three people, that means the chunks are going to be a lot bigger. That's the way it is. They want to keep the pie as limited as possible to the smallest amount of people so that they do not have to share that much. So really, all uh, you know, and the end goal is greed. This is why giving everyone health care, right, nationalizing essential industries like health care, industry, transportation, things like that is, is, is bad to them because then if everybody has the freedom of movement in this country outside of the realm of profit or financially, then that means that we all can move around just like they can. It may not take a Gulfstream jet for us to move around the country as freely as they can with money, but we can jump on a high-speed rail and go across the country and maybe get from California to New York and maybe 36 hours versus 72. See what I mean? Having the best healthcare would not be re relegated to just the small group, meaning somebody who is poor and destitute would have the same quality healthcare as a Bezos, as a as a Gates. See what I mean? And so they don't want that because that means that they think that they're better than everybody else. Right? They don't want your kids to be educated next to their kids because they feel that your kids aren't as good enough. Because they feel that their kids are part of a better, more higher pedigree than your kids. And so therefore, your kids do not deserve to be taught alongside theirs. This is why they send their kids to private schools. This is why there's private education. Though in a society that's more egalitarian, there would be no private schools. There would be no private education. All the kids would be taught together. And then there wouldn't be that big of a, a class divide. There wouldn't be really be a class divide. And if there's no class divide, that means, in a sense, everybody's the same, which some people do not want to accept. Even though I need food just like you need food, I need shelter just like you need shelter, I need transportation just like you need transportation, I need healthcare just like you need healthcare, I need safety just like you need safety. But for some reason, some people automatically feel that they deserve it even more or even better than others, which is 
bullshit. Because if that were the case, then we would make out fine and we would thrive under lesser conditions. But that's not the case because that's not how we operate. Colin says that the U.S. is a nightmare. Florida is the nightmare of nightmare. Metamare. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. Sarina says, you think that with the pandemic, they would make it cheaper to become a nurse, but that would make too much sense. Absolutely. In fact, if we actually had, let, let's, let's put this out there. If we actually had schooling that was free at the point of service and it was paid for through taxation, We would have an influx of nurses, an influx of doctors, an influx of specialists. If our healthcare was nationalized, from 1975 to 2019, we wouldn't have lost hundreds of thousands of beds in this country. In fact, we would have kept them and we would have grown the amount of beds in our hospitals in this country instead of reduced, despite our population exploding. Because in 1975, we had 200 million people in this country. Now we have over 330 million people, yet we reduced the amount of hospital beds in our hospitals. Why? Why? We wouldn't have lost that many beds. And on top of that, we probably would have took a more better take. We would have had a more better system during the pandemic. Now, I think that we would have had, if we would have had a nationalized healthcare system, there would have been a vaccine, there would have been a jab, but the jab wouldn't have been created out of, for need of profit. We would have created one without a need for profit and it would have went through the proper channels. And then guess what? I'd argue that there are many people that would have jab injuries right now. Just wouldn't have happened. Or it would have happened a lot less. But that's a whole another topic. Kill your Igor. Egregorus. Sorry. This is off topic, but I read a story today about a woman who was mauled by a bear. Oh, had her face oh, ripped off. Oof. When asked her was the most difficult part of the cover, she said her insurance company. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I was talking to Roger Meadows about this. In fact, well, he was. He was educating me on, I should say, about what's going on with the United States that they're trying to privatize Medicare. I'm a Medicare recipient because I'm on kidney dialysis. And so many of us are automatically you know, eligible for Medicare. So I'm on Medicare. And I do not want to have privatized insurance. I do not want to have private Medicare. 
I don't even want Medicare Advantage. Like, no, keep that private insurance bullcrap away from me. Because they all they want is profit. I don't want somebody that only just that has insurance just for profit. No, I don't want that. So yeah, unfortunately, that goes in that direction. So Freddy, Freddy, good to see you, Bestie. Says, and in some states, public college is tuition free for certain incomes. That's the only way I can go. Yeah, and you know, uh, I think this should be the national model. Says Governor Murphy did something right for once. Yeah. Once in a while, they'll do something right, but then they'll go and do something terrible. Hence, he says, orphan diseases don't get any research because it isn't profitable. Well, that's true. <laughs> Wendy's ketchup packets. <laughs> Here's a question from Noah. How can we convince the people that feel selfishness is a virtue that a highly educated, skilled, and content society is in their own best interest. Keep talking about it. Keep explaining it. Now, the crazy part is a lot of times people will think highly educated means highly trained. No, I look, there are certain people that will be doing like menial jobs is that degrading for me to say menial i don't i don't want to say that let me correct myself um that are doing more essential jobs but that don't have the education or that don't need necessarily need it some people will feel that oh what do you need with a PhD in philosophy if you're flipping burgers in college? It's like, so what? If you're flipping burgers at a, at a burger joint, okay. If that's something that they enjoy, all right. But even still, education should be free. Because we want a highly educated populace. We want a highly educated people. I don't care if you're digging ditches. If you enjoy digging ditches, number one, you should get a very thriving wage for it. Number two, you should be able to go and get schooling for anything and everything that you want to do without having to do it. I don't care if you get a medical doctorate and you actually are certified to be a physician, but you want to still dig ditches for a living. If you're making a living wage, and if we have a country that people make a living wage, but they still want to dig ditches because they love digging ditches, then fine, cool, let them do it. And don't have them, and don't charge them into, uh, sorry, don't charge them tuition for it. What in the hell is inside this wine? Damn. But don't charge them tuition for it. Because the thing is, education is a right. And if somebody wants to learn how to take care of their body without actually having to practice medicine fine okay but why should a financial barrier be there and y'all gonna be and some of y'all gonna be looking at me crazy like yeah why 
Some people just want to know more things, and that's okay. Oh, me too. I love and respect your sister. Actually, and this has, you know, it's not that, it's kind of slightly related. But one of the things I love about medical professionals, whether it's techs, nurses, nurse practitioners, doctors, specialists, whatever, they have a brilliant sense of humor. Start joking with them. Start joking. Look, next time you go to the hospital, and if you're feeling it like in a funny mood, start joking with them. They are a riot. They, you can joke like crazy around them, and they will get it. And they, they'll even throw jokes back at you. I'm telling you, people in the medical field are—they have great senses of humor. I'm just saying. General Abalon says, "I went to for a college degree, got a whole host of medical issues that require intervention, and." now formally diagnosed with a host of mental issues and likely on disabilities for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. And he continues, says, don't come to me with make something of your life. I tried. Here's the crazy part. A lot of people think to themselves, oh, well, you have to make something of your life. What does that mean? What does make something of your life mean? What does that mean to you? Because that's something that a lot of people really don't question. It's like, like, what do you do for a living? What do I do for a living? Make something of yourself. It gives, it is giving you're not valuable unless you produce. Whereas, don't you already have inherent value as a human being? It's just like, why are children valuable? Why are babies valuable? Why? There are two schools of thought. That why babies and children are valuable. The first school is us. You're inherently valuable no matter what age you are. You're inherently valuable. You are a life. You are valuable. You're precious. There's the other one that they will say that, but when it comes to the actions and the policies in this country, they don't mean it. What they mean is your potential value, your potential value to labor, to work, to produce profit. That's what your potential value is. So when somebody talks about, oh, especially when a capitalist talks about, oh, all children are valuable. They're not talking about their inherent value, that they're just valuable regardless. They're talking about their value as potential labor value. They're talking as if they're looking at a calf and saying, this calf will grow up to be a bull and be able to pull the plow so that I can produce more. That's how they look at some children. 
They may not admit to it. They might, it might not even register in their minds, but they see children and babies as labor value. That's pretty much all it is. Because if you look at how they treat children and babies now in this country, they don't give a crap. Because look, how many kids do we still have living in poverty? How many kids do we still have living in home homelessness and housing insecurity? How many kids do we have going hungry every day? Right? People talk about, oh, for the children. What do you mean for the children? And then on top of that, they'll go, well, we want to end child poverty. My thing is, like, you can't end child poverty well ending adult poverty. Because their parents are still impoverished. You can't get rid of child poverty without helping the parents. How? How can you do that? A kid still lives with their parents. So guess what? If your parents are in poverty, guess who else is in poverty? Wouldn't it be them? Make that make sense. So when Democrats come in and say, oh, we cut child poverty in half, which they haven't because that actually, that provision actually ended. And so now kids are back to where they started, by the way. When they talk about we ended, we cut child poverty in half, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. Because if you cut child poverty in half, but you still have adult poverty and your parents are still in poverty, then that means that they're still, oh, wait, they're still in poverty. So wouldn't it be more apropos to just cut poverty totally? But if we cut poverty, that means there's a lot of poor people that are no longer poor, which means that they're no longer living in what? What did we learn? The word duress. And if people aren't living in duress, then that means, let's go over, let's go over it again. Let's go over it again. Because I love this. I love this word. Duress definition. All right. Let's go. Let's go, kids. Let's go, kiddos. Let's share the screen because this is going to be really good. Okay. You ready? Duress definition. Duress says threats, violence, constraints, and other action brought to bear on someone to do something against their will or better judgment. It is synonymous with coercion, compulsion, force, pressure, or intimidation. If a person is no longer under duress, that means they can't be coerced. They can't be, they cannot be under compulsion. Excuse me, they cannot be forced. They cannot be pressured and they cannot be intimidated to do what you want them to do. Meaning they have freedom. Freedom of what? Freedom of choice to do what they want to do. And if they have that freedom of choice, that means that you can say, well, either work for $12 an hour or starve, and they can look at you and say, well, well you can go and screw yourself because I'm not going to work for that. I'm not going to do that. Or if they're not under coercion, compulsion, force, or pressure then, or intimidation, then they won't ever have to worry about 
oh, well, if you're not going to charge my rent to, if you're going to charge me a lot more than rent, then I, I don't have to worry about losing a home because housing is a human right. So I can just go over to this other place. So nobody's going to be renting from you. So you might as well not be a landlord anymore. Duress is how the capitalists make their money. Duress is how they drive up profits. Duress is why you pay through the nose for food because you feel like you have no other choice because you're under coercion, compulsion, force, pressure, and intimidation to starve. But what if you're not under coercion, compulsion, force, pressure, and intimidation to starve? What if you actually have a choice, a free choice, that frees you of all these different things? Then you cannot be put under duress. Meaning, if you're not under duress, then that means that they cannot force compulse, coerce, pressure, or intimidate you into doing or paying what they want you to pay. Meaning, they can't make more profit off of you. That's what it is. That's what the rest means. Gamer for Life says, I dropped out in 2014 due to costs. And what if those costs weren't there, Gamer? Where would you be right now if those costs weren't there? If housing was a human right, where would you be right now? If education was a human right, and you didn't have to pay for education, where would you be right now? What would you be doing right now? If healthcare was a human right, where would you be right now? Where would you be? That's a good question, right? What he says, normal, normal, gosh, I can't talk today. Norman Finkelstein said that in an interview with Brian Joy Gray in the, his day, people would go to school knowing that a job would likely emerge once they graduated. Nowadays, you have to predict the future. Absolutely. Hey, Bill Bradley. Oh. Says, okay, and yet a study of engineers far more likely to have societal use than a study of works of fiction from hundreds of years ago and cultural issues were hidden in works of fiction, which is why I said it would be interesting from a historical perspective, but not useful. Oh, okay. You're talking to somebody else about some, something slightly related. David C. says, JB, it's just got... It's just got fine in their job until Burger King has to close at five to being short staff. And if those jobs are only for high school kids, why are they open during school hours? Yeah. Oh, you know what? That's one thing that annoys me. People will say, oh, well, 
these jobs are only for high school kids. This is why we can't pay a living wage. I'm like, really? Then why are they open during school hours? Why are they open? Between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m., they shouldn't be open. They should only be open early in the morning and after 5. But they are open. Go to any fast food restaurant. Go at lunchtime. Go 11, 30, 12 o'clock. And you go and look at all the workers. Every single worker. Every single one. Is a fully grown adult. Why? Because... Kids can't be working while they're in school. And even then, people will say, well, because they're younger and they're teenagers, they don't deserve a living wage. They're doing a job, aren't they? We don't pay based on age. We pay based on the ability to do the job. And if a a 16-year-old can do the same job as a 34-year-old, then... The 34-year-old and 16-year-old should get paid the same. And if it's $20 an hour, if a 34-year-old gets $20 an hour to flip burgers, then the 16-year-old should get paid the same because they're doing the exact same job. They get paid based on the job. They don't get paid based on the age. That's ageist. V.S. Adams says, I worked for Mickey D's for seven years when my kids were little. Yeah. My, I remember my mother had to work for McDonald's back in the day when we were little. Yeah. I remember going there and get some free hotcakes and sausage. Clear E. Gregor says, there was a 70-plus-year-old man working at Taco Bell. I felt so bad for this old man. Yeah. Shouldn't have to. Unless they want to. I'll put it this way. If you're 70 years old, and if your housing, healthcare, food, and all these other things are fully taken care of where you can thrive, then if you want to go and spend some days working, I don't care. Fine. Go ahead. Do it. If that's how you want to pass the time, cool. Fine. But you shouldn't have to, right? Bill Bradley, you're not missing. Says all of the profits, all of the profits of a place like Burger King are stolen labor value, money owed to the workers. Absolutely. Serena says, why are they so eager to exploit miners? Would be my response. Because they expect minors to accept lower wages than adults. Cheers. Because they expect minors to ex- to expect lower wages, so then they can actually pay them a lower wage instead. Because if they can start hiring at 14, then guess what? Instead of paying $20 an hour, they're going to say, oh, I'm going to pay you 12 and that'll be good enough for a 14-year-old. But then what's to stop them from going from 14 to 12? 
Because guess what? If 14-year-olds start saying, yeah, we're not going to work for that much, then what is to stop them from going to 12 or 10 or 11 or 8 or 6? What's to stop them? See? Roger says most parents can't wait until their kids leave home so they can go back to walking around in their birthday suits like when they <laughs> like when before they had kids it behoove us to raise wages so they can save up to move. saying the things that I want to say. And then I have to read it so I get to say it. <laughs> but it's true, right? You know, like, and, and I think I think Savvy was talking about this. Was I talking to her on the phone about this or was she in a stream talking about this? I can't remember. But we were talking about um about housing. I think it was I think she was on stream. But the the and especially in black households. So black people pay attention. I, I want you guys to answer this. There is this certain type of thought in black households that as soon as you turn 18, you get out. That's it. You're out. Right? And why is that? Because we're told that there's this individualistic type of mindset where once you reach a certain age, you have to be gone. And a lot of us, some of us aren't ready. Why, why aren't some of us ready? Why are some of Gen Z not ready to leave home? I got an answer. Because you can't afford it. I moved out when I was 18. I was 18 and on my own, baby. Look. That summer when I turned 18, and then I was I was out by that fall. Even my mom was like, Are you sure you want to go? I'm like, Yeah, I think it's time. She didn't push me out. She didn't shove me out. She didn't say, Well, it's time for you to go. No, no, no. She didn't even coerce me to come out. She was like, You sure? I'm like, Yeah. I felt it was time. But that was on me. That was my personal choice. Right? In other cultures, a lot of young people, they don't leave until they get married. They live in multi-generational households even. They'll still stay with their parents even when they get married. Because they want. But we do that in this in this culture because we want them to move out so that there's another person that pays the it pays another rent. That's the way it is. 
Heisman Hotel says, Bill Bradley, I worked for my parents last year and they didn't, and they did this to me. My sister's boyfriend also works there, but I live alone, so I cannot work for free. Now he's likely to take over the entire company. Damn. His parents are loaded, by the way. What? Hmm. Bill Bradley says, that was my family's expectation of well. Moving out at 18, I had health issues, so I failed and came back home. My brother left at 18, didn't move back in ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Noah says, did you see this new segment about the 70-something-year-old lady that fell down while delivering pizza? She got reward with a GoFundMe, which is great, but... The system doesn't change. Yeah, my question would be, why is she delivering pizza at 70? What pushed her to work at 70 to deliver pizza in the first place? It's funny because there will be a lot of these feel-good stories that will be like, oh, well, you know, this person is walk four, five, six miles to work every single morning in the cold, in the rain. And then guess what? We pulled up enough money together and we bought him a new car so he can get to work. Yay! Until you realize, wait, why do we have a system which makes it so that people like that have to do all that instead of having a system where they should be able to get to work through a fully fledged transit system so they can go to where you need to go. Like who put that person in that position? Why wasn't that person able to save up enough in order to get their own car in the first place? Is it because they're not getting a living wage? Hmm. Starts to make more sense when you start asking those questions, you know? Great question, Bill. Great question. Why is she delivering pizza at 70? Why is workers' compensation not covering her at all? It is left up to charity. Why does it have to be left up to charity? Absolutely great question. She's Black says, my mom and dad always said you can always move back home whenever you want to. And that's cool. And a lot of parents are like that. There are some that still have this mindset of, oh, as soon as you're 18, you got to get out of my house. And it's like, but why though? You know, I can get that, you know, they need to contribute to the household because they're older, they're bigger, they could probably consume more food. They may, they may consume more electricity, things like that, which I get. So you need some help with the bills, you know, in order for that to happen. And they may have a job, but why do they still need to get out of the house even if they have a job? Even if they got income, why do they need to leave? You know, now I'm a person, I'm the type of person where I would like to have my own spot because I just like, my independence, but at the same time, I would not mind, you know, living close to my mother. You know what I mean? Like she was a couple doors down. Cool. I'm fine with that. Right. But that's me. 
right? But when it comes to moving out and things like that, if why do we have to push them out like that? You know? Let's go to the rock. Big Brother Raj says, in 2012, Avengers vs. X-Men comic that bled over into the titles, the Phoenix Force came back to Earth for Hope Summers, the granddaughter of Scott's, Scott Summers and Marvel girl Jean Grey Summers. Tony Stark concocted some big gun and gun the Phoenix Killer that split it into five Phoenixes, which possessed Colossus, Cyclops, Namor, Emma Frost, and Magic. As far as they were being very benevolent, healing the world. At so, oops. As Namor cleaned the oceans, Emma Frost created clean, reliable, environmentally friendly energy. The others clean the air and so on and so forth. But because Captain America and Iron Man couldn't just leave it alone, really because, I guess, of ego that their services will no longer be needed, they goaded them into a fight and Namor got killed and the power went into others as each one got knocked out. As each one got knocked out, power became more concentrated and more corrupting until Cyclops was the last one left and turned to Dark Phoenix, transitioning from benevolence to malevolence as the power became more concentrated into fewer hands until there was only one holding all of it. More of the story, there's only one thing absolute about absolute power when it is not shared among the masses is that it corrupts absolutely. That's a great lesson. And I remember uh, a comic book uh, nerd talking about that. But yeah, it's just it. The problem is, is that honestly, there's too much power in two little hands. It's too much power in two little hands. When you have people who have all this money and all this power and able to dictate how our country runs. That means that if it's one person being able to do it, then that means that they're really running the country how they see fit instead of it actually being ran collectively and being determined collectively by the entirety of everybody. So, yeah. X-Men always had great and moral teachings. Absolutely. Well, it was based on uh, the civil rights era. That's what X-Men was based on. Says Jamie's reaction to my story says it all. My story is just so effed. Yeah. Desert Mansis says, recall Georgia GOP Rick Allen defending his position on raising the age when seniors can receive social security by saying people want to work longer. Bullshit. I'm not saying that's you. I'm saying about Rick Allen saying that. Bryce, you about to get me in trouble. Don't get me in trouble, Bryce. I see what you're saying. I'm not going to read it. But I see exactly what you're saying. 
you about to get me in trouble. <laughs> oh my goodness. Brad Bradley said says ugh, said the Stanford experiment hints at the idea that power corrupts basically anyone. Randomly selected students to be prisoners and guards in the study had to be stopped because other guards got vicious. Wow. Oh yeah, David C makes me he says makes me want to watch the old animated series again. Oh my gosh, I remember that. I love it. So I think it's going to be one of my last chats because I ain't going. Since one of the biggest failures of the left was not organizing the army of unemployed since the pandemic to continue not working and pooling resources to start cooperatives and militant anti-capitalism. Yeah. Mark P. Thakau says, not just that, they have all that power. They genuinely seem to think it's their God-given right to rule. They become their own religion. It's really the, the divine right of kings all over again. That's really what it is. They feel like they have a divine right to rule over everyone because they feel like, well, since I have all this money, that means I have the qualifications to tell the entire country, really, moreover, the entire world how to live and what they should and shouldn't have. When in reality, they should be the last ones asked and the last ones considered. And really, all that money and power that they have is really stolen money and stolen power that needs to be seized back by the masses in order for us to have true equity, equality, and egalitarianism. Yeah, me too. I, I like the music. Wabako Cohen says the guards weren't randomly selected. They were asked whether they wanted to participate Partake, ugh, partake in a simulated prison experiment. Zambardo repeatedly urged them to be crueler, even threatened them. Oh, my goodness. Roger says X Men 97 will start with the last episode of X Men series left off. Oh, cool. Though, okay, the last season of X Men, your animated series, I did not like the animation style that much. I actually prefer the animation style from the first season i think to the second to the last season the animation style change i i wasn't too keen on maybe it's just me but yeah and yeah i'm looking forward to hugh jackman back as wolverine that that's gonna be kind of that's gonna be kind of nice yep leg is stuck in your head bill bradley says there is a Western notion of philosopher kings that has been around since the foundation of Western civilization by the Greeks. Thanks for the super chat, 
Rally Revolution, who is also a JV member, says, yo, there are only 21 people watching CNN right now. You better than CNN. <laughs> oh, gosh. That is, oh, oh, yes. <laughs> yes. You guys like me better when I'm intoxicated? Because... I'm not truly there, but I'm pretty, I got a slight buzz. That's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm better than CNN. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. Bryce says, you know, I ain't lying, JB. <laughs> that's why those kids got to go at 18. <laughs> But I wouldn't do that to my kiddos. She has all the time she would need to be real. Trying for that dad of the year reward. <laughs> I think you pretty much there already, Bryce. I think you already there, bro. Oh, so they changed the animation to cut costs because they knew they were getting canceled. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm more sane, not not intoxicated. No, baby, that's not. Mm -mm, mm -mm, no, no, it's not tea. It's Arbor Nest. Damn, I'm almost done. Surf well chilled. Well, <laughs> I already am well chilled, baby. <laughs> With my broke ass. <laughs> okay. Uh, JB, so Professor X or Magneto's team? Mm. That's a good question. Oh, man. I think by the end, I, re uh, I think Magneto realized that Xavier's Xavier's ideology was slightly better, but I think it's I'm kind of in between. I think that um, as far as Xavier and Magneto, I'm kind of in between. It's like work with humans who want to continuously work to provide a better world for everybody, but to the ones who want to subject people to oppression. Yeah, go Magneto route. And defend, you know, humans that actually want to work together for a better world. You know what I mean? Okay. Now, just to let you guys know, I know I'm slipping. I got to get to my next reading of Asada uh, autobiography. I'm going to get to that very soon. And, and one of the things I want to also put up is if you guys have not, go to my Substack. And did you like the stream? Go ahead. Go ahead. 
look right here that that little red box go ahead to the little red box click click subscribe go ahead subscribe and then after that then go ahead to the thumbs up right and then like the stream do it real quick while i'm still here you'll get forehead kisses if you do just just letting you know it's going to change your life go ahead There you go. You feel much better, don't you? You feel better? Ah, you feel better. Okay. All right. Also, go to my Substack for notifications as well. And just to let you guys know, I'll be leaving in a little bit to go to RBN Live. We got some things to talk about, some things to talk about. And also, um, I will be. Next Tuesday, I got to make sure that um, I get it right. The fuck is this? Oh. Um, but the 21st. I'm going to be having so okay. So remember Rome's documentary, Death to America? You remember that? Okay, so the director, producer of Right Brain Studios is going to be joining me next Tuesday, and we're going to be talking to him about his evolution and how he came to be, you know, as far as the producer and director of Right Brain Studios. So I'm going to be talking to him. That's going to be a really interesting discussion. And I can't wait. So be here, be square, Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, because I'll be talking to him as well. And then I'll get into the Asada Shakur between now and then, just to make sure that you guys also have that reading in there as well. So... Thank you to all the patrons on Patreon. Thank you to all the patrons on Coffee. Thank you to all the members. Thank you to everybody and anybody that sends me any type of mutual aid via various different platforms. Because, <laughs> oh boy, I'm struggling. Yeah. But thank you so very much to everybody. Um, and happy Valentine's Day to every single one of you, right? Because all y'all are beautiful people, right? So, like I always tell you, water your plants, water yourselves, leave the world better than you found it. Also, support nurses because they're going through a lot. And I hope that those nurses who were fooled by those schools. I hope that they can just get their certification because that shouldn't have happened. But that's the capitalist system we live in. Mwah! Forehead kisses to every single one of you. And all of y'all, take care and have a good night.
Mwah. Second, second one. <laughs>